How are we doing? Well, I've lost my voice, so good night. <laughs> she told us we had to lose our voice. Great to see you. Well, I can't see you. Can we have a bit of house light so I can see these lovely people who've come all the way here? That's great. Fantastic. Good evening again. How was Christmas? Have you paid for it yet? Woo! Happy New Year before it comes. Now, we're going to finish in time for Big Ben and all of that, so don't worry. Fuller said to me, have I given you a time challenge? I said, no. People don't realize if I want to, I can speak for only five minutes. Just I never want to. So tonight, if you have a Bible, turn with me to Matthew chapter 6. While you're looking for it, let me keep talking. We have been hearing... We've been hearing some testimonies of people, and what I want to say to you tonight as we begin is that my theme tonight is God first. God first. And the reality is this. If we don't have God first in our lives, how are we going to handle the things that we have to handle? And as we heard some of our friends sharing with us, because they put God first, because they recognize the importance of having Him at the very forefront of their lives, then they found that they could come through triumphantly victorious because God was and is with them. Have you found Matthew 6? If not, I'm going to read, listen carefully. This is the most important part of what we are going to do right now. This is the Word of God. The rest is my comment about the Word of God. But this is what Jesus said all those years ago, 2,000 years ago, and this is what he still says to us today. Get it? And I want us to carry these words with us into the new year because many of us here are facing challenges and situations, but hey, we're not here to talk about the challenges and the situations. We're here to talk about the way God has brought us through. You know, every time we give that testimony, what we're actually doing is putting our foot also to crush Satan's head. Because Jesus is the one who brings us through. That is the truth. And so never ever hold back on sharing the good things that God has done in your life. Because as, as we are lifting him up, we're also putting the devil down. Let's read. Verse 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. Now you count the times that you hear the word worry in this reading tonight. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? I think that little bit there is in for the ladies. <laughs> Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. And yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire... Will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom 
and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Amen. Amen. Now that's the word of the Lord. How many times did you hear the word worry? Six, seven? I counted five. But maybe I'm wrong. Six, seven. Hey, if God says something once, do we need to hear it? Huh? Come on. Don't go to sleep on me. If God says something once, do we need to hear it? If God says it twice, do we need to take notice? If he says it three times, is it important? If he says it four times, do you think that it's actually something that might keep us away from the doctor? Uh huh. If he says it five times, hey, sit up, fold your arms, listen and learn and take a hold of it and make it a part of your life because if you will do it, it will be life changing. That is the reality. Seek first the kingdom of God. God first. We've come here tonight and part of what we are doing is celebrating the goodness of the Lord during this past year. And really, when we read those verses tonight, we read that God says we are valuable. I want to talk to every person who feels unimportant tonight. Every person who lacks self-confidence. Every person who's lacking self-worth. Every person who's had reason, even this Christmas time, to say, I don't know what life is for. I don't know why I need to stay alive. There's no purpose in me being here. There's no purpose in me being alive. I want to tell you tonight, that is a devil's lie. God says you are valuable. I love Job of the Old Testament. When he had gone through all the stripping away of the things of life. This is about, see this, this section of the New Testament is about things. This section of the New Testament, Matthew chapter 5, Matthew chapter 6, and Matthew chapter 7, is Jesus putting his disciples through Bible school. This Bible school wasn't complicated. He was teaching them how to live, how to be, the be attitudes, how you should be, what type of person you should be, how we respond to different situations, how to pray, how to fast, how to knock, how to ask, how to seek. He went through all of that stuff. How to deal with troublesome people. He went through all of those things. He's talking down-to-earth stuff. You know, I love this down-to-earth stuff. I love it. What about you? I'm a practical person. I don't want things to be complicated. I want you just to open it up and share it with me simply. And God is giving us it simple here. He says, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Don't worry. So why are you doing it? Now, come on. Let's have a moment of confession. And not only here, but in the other room as well. How many worriers really are there here? Not warriors with an A. Warriors with an O. How many warriors are here? Give me a wave. Come on. There's lots of you. There's lots of you. Listen. After the holiday... The doctor's going to be busy. 
The doctor's going to be busy. Some of you haven't had a chance to see him for 10 days. You've been off and he's been off, <laughs> maybe. But some of you are waiting to line up. I want to tell you, if you can get this into place in your life, you will save the doctor a big headache and reduce his work by 50%. I'm telling you the truth now. I'm not just preaching. This is true. You see, if we will live as God has called us to live, and we will trust Him as He has told us to trust Him, so much of the stuff that gives us problems and burdens and challenges and difficulties will not any longer be there. I made a decision a few years ago. I am not going to allow stress to be a part of my life. Now you sometimes have to fight that one. But when you see it coming on you, you make sure that you remember something. In the Bible, it talks about the storm that there was. Jesus came. It says it came to pass. And you know why it came to pass? Because it hasn't come to stay. <laughs> Things come to pass because they haven't come to stay. But the problem is that many of us, when it comes to pass, we grab it. And we take a hold of it and we say, this is my problem. It never was meant to be your problem. It was meant to be your opportunity. You see, the Bible tells us that God will not allow us to be tempted and face challenges that we cannot bear. When you've sat there and said, oh God, I can't handle this anymore. Don't lie to him. Because you're telling him you are right and he's wrong. Because he said he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. And with the temptation, there'll also be the way of escape. Say escape. It's not a snow dome. It's not a snow dome. It is a life-changing victory. Because the moment you realize that when things come to pass, they haven't come to stay, and you refuse to grab that problem and make it. You know my problem? I don't want to know your problem. I don't know why you have a problem. <laughs> that problem is not a problem. That problem is an opportunity. You see, you've called it a problem, but God calls it an opportunity. You made it for life. God made it for a moment. It's not a marriage. But some of you got married to your problem. And you said, till death us do part. I want to tell you, if you keep hanging on to your problems like that, they will kill you. <laughs> Divorce the thing. Get yourself separated from it. The Bible says, the Bible says, do not worry. Can we say that together? I hate preachers. But wait, 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 wait. I want to tell you before we do it that I hate preachers who do this. So right now, I'm loving myself. But just say it for once and then I'll forget I did it. Do not worry. He said it five times. Do not worry. Because if it's come to pass, it hasn't come to stay. Uh-huh. And it's not my problem. It's my opportunity. Hello? 
Do you believe me? Will you trust God? Will you believe what I'm saying is God's word? If you haven't brought your Bible, get home and you open your Bible and you check it out. Do not worry. You see, we used to sing, we used to sing some great songs. We've, ha- we've hung them up now. I guess maybe I'm just a bit old-fashioned. Burdens were lifted at Calvary. Do you remember that song? Burdens were lifted at Calvary, Calvary. Burdens. They were. She's sitting here going, I don't know it. (laughs) Neither do 90% of the rest of us either, but the the 10% are having a little go. Friends tonight, I have said everything I need to say. I haven't come tonight for a big long preach. What I've come to say is this. Joshua of Old Testament said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I told you that I love Job because everything was stripped away from his life. And those three miserable, I don't know what you can call, how you can call them comforters, although I've met some counselors in churches like that, by the way. They're like Job's comforters. They, they talk nonsense. Not here. But there's people who talk nonsense to you, and they say, that, they say they're giving you godly wisdom. I tell you, if it doesn't match the Bible, don't listen to it, because it becomes another problem. The church told me this. Okay? It's my problem. You've got to work it through. You've got to keep it. God's given you a thorn in the... Come on. It's come to pass. It's not come. It's come to pass. It's not our problem. It's our opportunity. I thank God. I'm supposed to retire, by the way. They, They sent me a thing called pension. Has anybody got that? They sent me a thing saying we're going to put money. It's amazing. I've been working for 52 years only. And I haven't had a a day unemployed in 52 years. Now work that out. No, I'm not 75. (laughs) I just never went to school. Uh, But I've been working for 52 years. And this year they sent me a thing. They said we're going to put money in your bank every month. I said, thank you, Jesus. Then people said to me, you should start slowing down. And I said, why? They said, you should think about retiring. I said, I did, but I didn't like the idea. So I'm going to keep pushing and keep working and keep going. 46 years almost ago, when my wife and I got married, we had requested a reading at our wedding. And Matthew 6.33 was the center of that reading. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you as well. I want to tell you, God has done the as well. God has done the as well. But our job, our responsibility has to be to seek first his kingdom. And when we put God first in our lives, everything else follows. Remember Solomon in 2 Chronicles chapter 1? God comes to Solomon after a time of offering sacrifices, says to him, what do you want? What do you want? If if he asks some of you what you want, you'd keep him there all night. 
You gave him all night. I want this. I need this. I need this. Oh, and by the way, I need this. And for Granny, I need this. And for Jimmy, I need this and this. Oh, and by the way, Lord, this. Solomon said, just give me wisdom. Just give me wisdom. And God said, because you've asked for wisdom, I'll give you wisdom, but I'll give you everything else you didn't ask for as well. The Bible says that he was the richest man, the richest king of anybody who had ever been a king and anybody who subsequently has become a king. God blessed him beyond measure. You see, if we put God first, if we will put God first in our lives, then his promise to us is that all the other stuff, and it's only stuff, by the way. See, when you leave this life, the only thing that you'll carry is your relationship with the Lord. The rest of the stuff, all those clothes that are stuffed in the cupboard, somebody's going to have to do the Oxfam run. All those cars parked on the drive, somebody's going to have to take them back and close the finance or take them to the auction. All those bricks and mortar that you keep adding bits to and chopping walls out of and putting extensions on. When we go, we ain't going to carry it with us. It's going to be you and God. Friends, my appeal to you tonight is to lay down your burdens, lay down your worries, lay down your cares, see your problems as opportunities, Commit yourself to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And wake up in the morning and say, I don't need to worry anymore. Because God has promised he's going to take care of all the stuff in my life. If I seek first his kingdom. God first. If you're with me, stand. This is to say, I am not going to allow this problem to become mine. I'm going to see it as an opportunity. And standing is saying tonight, God, as I leave this year into the new year, I am going to make the next year of my life a year when I clearly seek first your kingdom and your righteousness and honor you. In my life. Just lift your hands for a moment. And lift your voice towards heaven. As Pastor Mark comes and just leads us in prayer. And then takes us through into 2019. God bless you. Amen. Come on guys. Let's, let's re- just reach out your hands. As Pastor George has encouraged us to do. And re- let's turn this place just into a prayer meeting. Just for a few moments. Give your life, give your ways, give your time, give your future, the next 12 months into God's hands. And let's start beginning to pray and declare God is first. He's first in our lives. Come on, all over this place, let's begin to pray together. Commit your life to God. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ today, God, we commit ourselves to you. We say that you are first. We give you our lives We give you our desires. We give you our future. 
We thank you that you're the one who holds our days in your hands. We thank you that we can put our trust in you today. We thank you for the opportunities that we have to honor you, to bless you, to put you first. Thank you for the privilege of knowing you. Thank you for the privilege of declaring you in our lives. We thank you today. And God, we all in this place today, Lord, declare that you will come first in 2019. We put you first and we make a decision right now. And I pray in the difficult times ahead, maybe that we will face, we will remember this night as telling you that we are going to commit to giving you that first place in our lives. We're going to commit to giving ourselves to you completely. And so we cry out with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Lord, let your kingdom come and let your will be done in our lives. We put you first and foremost before all things. There will be nothing else before you in 2019. Help us to honor you with our finance. Help us to honor you in our families. Help us to honor you with our words. Help us to honor you with our deeds. May all our lives bring honor and glory to you. We declare that you are going to be the one that is going to be visible in and through us. We commit to living your will. We say, come Lord Jesus and take first place in our lives. We see you above all things. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ.